Hi, John Morgan here with the Keep Growing Podcast. In this episode, I want to start thinking about planning for spring. At the time of recording, it's early February, and now is the time to start looking ahead to warmer days, doodling garden plans, and ordering seed. In our next episode, we're going to talk about planning in detail. Now I want to talk about planning to plan, or better, how to organize your plans. This is where a garden journal comes in handy. The key with keeping a garden journal, or any journal for that matter, is to find a system that works for you. Over the years, I've used several different methods. In high school, I would use a day planner to stay organized. Then in the early 2000s, I used a Palm Pilot. Anyone remember PDAs? Personal Digital Assistance? For you youngsters that are listening, it was like an iPhone, but without the phone, music, color screen, internet access. Yeah, it was pretty limited. And by limited, I mean it had a whopping 2 megabytes of memory. In the age of smartphones, I've tried a bunch of different apps like Evernote and also OneNote from Microsoft. However, apps always present the same problem for my ADHD brain. They go away when you close them. And with the flood of notifications from other apps... Reminders just get lost in the chaos. A few years ago, I decided to get back to the basics of keeping notes by using a paper planner just like I did in high school. However, I discovered a technique that changed my note-taking and my organization forever. It's called bullet journaling. Bullet journals, or bujos as they're often called, are a customizable and flexible system for keeping track of your tasks, events, and notes. They're a combination of a to-do list, a calendar, and a diary, all wrapped up into one. The basic concept of a bullet journal is that you use short, concise bullet points to record your tasks, events, and notes. You can also use symbols and codes to quickly and easily categorize and prioritize your information. Ryder Carroll, the inventor of the method, gives perhaps the best reason why bullet journaling works. We can plan all day without actually doing anything because it feels productive. This is how we can be super busy without getting anything done. To avoid this, plans must serve as the means to an end. We need to define what we want to accomplish before we define how to accomplish it. A goal without a plan makes progress slow. A plan without a goal makes progress impossible. But when you combine the two, anything is possible. I'll add his full video on how to bullet journal into the show notes for this episode. However, beware. The top comment on his original bullet journal how-to video simply reads, It's sad how the idea of a bullet journal was originally supposed to be a nice, neat planning system but now it's turned into a beauty contest. And that's true, and it's something that I fell victim to. Just keep in mind that it's a tool, not a beauty contest. 
Those Pinterest-worthy bujos that you see online are more trouble than they're worth. Ignore the toxic side of bullet journals, unless calligraphy, highlighters, and washi tape are your thing. One of the great things about bullet journals is that they're completely customizable to your own needs and preferences. You can use any notebook or planner that you like, and you can set up your pages however you want. There's countless examples and ideas online for different spreads, layouts, and styles of bullet journaling. Many people find that bullet journaling helps them stay organized, focused, and productive, and it can be a great way to keep track of everything that's going on in your life and to set and achieve your goals. If you're new to bullet journaling, there are a few things you should keep in mind before you get started. First, it's important to choose a notebook or planner that you like and will work well for your needs. You also need some pens and markers to write with. Personally, I'm a fan of the Lecterm 1917 A5 size notebook with a dot grid. It's a hardbound notebook and it really holds up well. They also have features like numbered pages an index, and a couple ribbon bookmarks that make them perfect for bullet journals. And for writing, I just use a black gel zebra pen for most of my notes. But I also use uh, Stedler tripless fine liners that come in different colors, and that way I can kind of color code stuff as well. And I also keep a protractor and a metal stencil in the back of my bullet journal so that way I have razor straight lines and I can also add some decorative flair. Next you should decide on a layout and style for your bullet journal. There are many examples and ideas online that you can use for inspiration. For gardening, I mainly use my bullet journal to keep track of day-to-day -day tasks in my daily log and also plan out bigger projects on dedicated pages. That's the beauty of bullet journals. Because of the index at the front, your notes can go in the journal out of order. Just fill in pages as you need them. I usually group days by the week, so I found that two pages work good for a week of notes, and I usually add in a couple photos. So I might have two weeks back-to-back, -back, and then a page of notes for an upcoming podcast episode, then a note about a network wiring project, and then back to another weekly spread, and then the log for the next month, and so on. And the index keeps it all organized. Finally, it's important to be consistent with your bullet journal. Set aside some time each day or week to review and update your journal. I usually check mine first thing in the morning and at lunchtime. And also remember, it's okay to make mistakes or change things up as you go along. Since I started keeping a bullet journal a few years ago, I've changed up how I do it. I originally did these really complex page layouts but I found out that that slowed me down because I didn't want to spend 30 minutes to an hour setting up the pages for weeks and the months to come.
So now I do a pretty stripped down method, but something I do do is add space for a few photos and other things. So if my wife and I go to see a show or on a date, I'll tape in a printed photo and the ticket stubs. If I'm working on a project at work, I'll add photos and wiring diagrams. My bullet journal has become an invaluable reference tool for both work and home. I had mentioned that apps don't work well for me, but that's not entirely true. I do use a couple of apps. I use the Microsoft To-Do List app to organize my daily tasks at work, and I also use an app called Airtables for organizing more long-term projects and data. Airtables is particularly handy in the veggie garden and also with my hydroponics system. The best way to describe the app is that it's a fancy spreadsheet. Where it really shines is its ability to group and sort data. With my hydroponics system, a topic for a future podcast, I printed ID tags for each spot in the system to know what's planted where and what stage of growth it's in and any other notes that I have. I also use a separate table where I keep track of nutrient levels, pH, temperatures, and other important information. And that way I can spot trends and make adjustments as needed. In the veggie garden, it helps me keep track of what I've planted where. Instead of drawing and then redrawing a layout with crop succession, I can just update the fields in the table that correspond to the beds and rows. Have onions in row one, and then replace them with beans later in the summer? No problem. Likewise, I can also track pests, fertilizer applications, and a whole bunch of other information. Another potential app that I've been testing out lately is one that P. Allen Smith recommends. The Day One Journaling app. It's a super flexible journal that allows you to type notes, record voice notes, and attach photos and files. Photos are really important as a gardener. Whether you're growing flowers or veggies, having a visual record is an important tool. Also, you can show off on social media. Looking at my Google Photos account, you would see a weird mix of family photos, IT projects I'm working on, beautiful blooms, and also diseased and pest-covered plants. Documenting failures is just as important as Instagrammable pics. Where day one really shines as a gardening tool is the information it automatically includes with each new entry. It automatically records the date, time, location, and weather conditions. Weather information is very important as a gardener because we're always at its mercy. I find recording weather notes particularly helpful at the beginning and end of the gardening season, where the success of crops is dependent on frost dates and crop times. This fall, I tried to squeeze in a late crop of snow peas, and I had some really beautiful blooms, 
but they got absolutely nuked by the first hard freeze. Likewise, I always seem to jump the gun in the springtime and start at least one plant indoors way too early. You ever had leggy tomatoes? I have. The most important thing with keeping a garden journal is to find a system that works for you. Maybe Evernote and an iPad is your thing. Don't be afraid to experiment. It's taken me years to find methods that work for me, and I'm sure I'll probably change my methods more. Usually if I get bored with the process, I'll find a way to make it either more efficient or at least more fun. So, how do you document your garden? Do you keep a journal, photos, or use an app to plan? Let me know either by leaving a voice message on our Anchor page, or by emailing me at keepgrowing@bobsmarket.com. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about garden planning, so your input might just make it into that episode. As always, you can find show notes at bobsmarket.com slash keepgrowing. In this week's notes, I'll be adding links to the various apps I've used, photos of my own bullet journal, and more. You can find the Keep Growing podcast on all the major podcast platforms. And of course, until next time, keep growing. Copyright 2023, Bob's Market and Greenhouses, Incorporated.